Greetings and welcome to another edition of AUHSD Future Talks. I'm your host, Michael Matsuda, the superintendent of the Anaheim Union High School District. And as our 8,000 podcast listeners know, that this show is all about the future of education. We've been so blessed over the last 90 plus episodes to have amazing guests from college presidents to students to teachers. And today we have three incredible teachers at Western High School. And I'd like you guys to uh, each uh, introduce yourselves, starting with Raquel Solisano Duenas. Thank you so much, Mr. Matsuda, for having us. I'm Raquel Solisano Duenas. I teach social science, U.S. history, and AP U.S. history here at Western High School. And I also serve as the five C's coach. And I'll uh, hand it over to Mr. Sean Manning. Hello, my name is Sean Manning. I teach inventorship uh, here at Western High School, and I'm also the CTE department chair. And I will turn it over to Karen. Hello, I'm Karen Clark Yamamoto, social science department chair and social science teacher, mostly teaching economics here at Western. I am also the Kindset coordinator through our AIM programs. So today we're going to talk about the amazing things going on at Western. And one of the distinguishing factors is this focus on entrepreneurship and the development of the incubator lab, the iLab for short. A lot of this was based on the Harvard professor Raj Chetty's work, um, which is all about the increasing gap between rich and poor in America, but more disturbingly, the gap in inventorship and entrepreneurship. And Rod Chetty's work has really influenced the work that we're doing in central Anaheim. Um, so Sean, uh, you're, you're uh, a teacher in the iLab. Uh, could you kind of share what Rod Chetty's work means to you as a teacher and, and us as a district? You know, um, and th this also goes, I was at Magnolia be before I was here. So um, uh, our students are the subjects of Raj Chetty's work. You know, he talks about equality of opportunity. He talks about income equality. And he talks about the incomes of the neighborhoods. And ultimately, the education and the labor uh, market outcomes. You know, um, when students do not have the opportunities to uh, be successful in these tech fields as entrepreneurs, as inventors, then there's a good chance, an excellent chance that they won't be successful, you know, developing uh, things like patents, applications, and um, doing that sort of work. You know, uh, Chetty uh, and his, his research, he really brings to light the fact that students who come from, you know, marginalized, underserved communities do not have the same opportunities as those come from the other side of town. In fact, he points out that if um we could create ecosystems of entrepreneurship, America can quadruple the number of patents um, in this country. I mean, especially um, where young, low-income people can access uh, ideas, access role models, uh, and, and social capital. 
And I think that um, this is what we're trying to do at Western Xilab to influence this whole ecosystem of entrepreneurship. I'm going to shift it over to Raquel because I know you've done some amazing, you and the uh, many teachers at Western have done some amazing work, but can you share some of the work that you're doing as a social studies teacher? Sure, happy to. Uh, so uh, within social studies, obviously, we are trying our best to create informed, engaged, educated citizens who are going to lead us um, in the future. Um, I began partnering with an organization known as Empowered um, about five or six years ago. I was working with my students on 20% projects, which was it's Google's idea, right? Give 20% of their time to, to do whatever they wanted. Um, and I enjoyed doing that. Um, however, I was kind of self-funding that. And so it took a lot. Um, and then I um, was introduced uh, to Empowered through Ray. And uh, through Empowered, they not only provide us with lessons that have an entrepreneurial focus, but they also help us with some of the classroom funding so that we can purchase supplies and get these things into kids' hands and really get them experiential learning. It's not just on paper, but it's actually doing it. Um, and one of the, they have um, a, a few capstone activities or projects you could do. Um, one of them that is super uh, high interest for our kids is market day. So students work to develop their own business. They create a business plan. Um, they create their own marketing. Um, and then we host an event. And so working up to that market date, it's, a, it's an opportunity to really get to know your kids. Um, and it gives you an opportunity. For myself, it gave me an opportunity to learn things about my students that I didn't know before going into this. So I learned very quickly which parents um, or families owned businesses already um, owned restaurants, and they were already doing some of this, some of this work. But it also, um, to Sean's point about uh, our kids and, and where we live, it also introduced me to kids. Um, one student stands out in particular, she was living in a motel at the time. And I did not know this. Um, and I was going through her cost of goods with her, and it was really high. Her group had decided to sell sodas because they looked at the list of businesses and realized no one was selling drinks. So they went sodas um, and her cost of goods was super high. And so I had to start asking questions like, where are you buying your products that it's this cost? And then if it's this, this high of a cost for each soda, you're going to have to really mark it up to make a profit. And she explained to me that her plan was to buy sodas from the vending machine that was outside of her room at the motel that she was living in and then resell that. So she was going to be paying, you know, $1.75 or something for each can of soda and then trying to resell that. Um, and without that opportunity, I may not have ever known that that's, that was her condition and where she was living. So I think that that definitely highlights the fact that our kids have very diverse um, home lives and providing these opportunities for them here at school. Um, I, I, take pride in Western. We're a very diverse campus and having them do these things at school is not only a school project and it builds great community here at school, but it's going beyond the classroom and it's helping families, not just the students to um, be exposed to business practices and continue, hopefully continue with that work later on. Um, so we were able to work with her and I was able to get 
get sodas at a much reasonable cost, much more reasonable cost for her and sell that. And Empowered also provides the seed money. They provide um, business loans to our students once they pitch their ideas. They get business loans um, to start that market day. So there's no cost to our students. You know, I'm sure we're going to have uh, more questions about Empowered. So maybe if we have time, we'll come back to that. But Karen uh, Clark Yamamoto, so you you lead a program called Kindset, which is really uh, in partnership with our AIM internship and mentoring program. Could you uh, shed some light on that and, you know, the, the amazing work that's coming out of, uh, of Western? Yes, I'd be happy to. So again, with Kindset, uh, as a AIM program, district-wide, uh, with a few of the students several years ago, they asked that since we are an AIM district-wide program, we should have students who are represented from every single high school. So that is one of the things as we do our applications every year, um, that we try and make sure we have a certain number of students from each of our eight high schools represented. That opportunity of bringing the students together from across the district and them also being able to share their expertise. Um, we have had to pan, you know, pivot just like other companies during the pandemic. Um, so we are now at a point that um, I blend some of the empowered principles along with the nifty entrepreneurial mindset principles uh, along with our five C's so we can incorporate it all together. And we share information about what does our neighborhood look like? So food desert information, uh, internet access, rent burdened statistics. Our focus is, again, how do we create products that will spread kindness within our community? So the students look at those other problems. How do we come up with a solution of a product? So doing very much the social entrepreneurship. Uh, they then, as we, we took a tour of the iLab, looking at all the products, or not the products, but all the machinery available to them as they go through to manufacture a product. Um, that generated so many more ideas. I feel like as we've gone through, because traditionally we had gone through with only maybe one product, new product idea a year. Uh, last year, I think we ended up with about four. This year we have seven that we are looking at going through and manufacturing. And the kids are having to do it. They are learning from step-by-step. Step. If I make a prototype, what worked, what's not working, how do we modify that? Does this hit also the message that we want to send out there? How do we spread kindness? How do we be a part of the solution and make our communities better? Um, again, what I, I absolutely, I mean, it's very growth mindset oriented, even for myself having to learn. I didn't know certain things. Uh, we pull on each other's expertise. We look at our outside AIM partners, um, other members across our AUHSD community. How do we do this? How, let's learn. And what I absolutely love is the kids really take on that ownership. And in some cases, they've run with it. And I haven't had to, you know, other than kind of like guiding or they take the ownership. You know, one thing that Raj uh, Chetty talks about is that exposure to innovation substantially increases the chances that children will become inventors. Sean, do you feel that that's happening, that, that th this exposure to uh, creation and innovation is, you know, somehow motivating students to become inventors or business people? 
I, I feel like it's beginning to um, percolate, you know, through an inventorship class that we teach here. We expose students to the iLab. Then we have uh, cross-curricular opportunities for other teachers teaching other classes, other subject matters to get their kids to come into the iLab to expose them to what we do, you know, whether it's public health or science or math or our, our, our visitors coming this Friday uh, all the way from Japan. You had, you had, uh, you had students uh, from other high schools uh, working, uh, I think, with, with Karen on a, uh, through an AIM program, right, on uh, how to uh, solve food deserts, right? And you had a, a kid uh, create an app. Could you share a little bit about that? Okay, so yeah, we we had a student, you know, it was a uh, um a, the job corps program over over the summer where the students were paid a dollar an hour over minimum wage to work in the iLab and solve a problem uh with food deserts. Uh Christopher, a young man from Magnolia and his group came up with the idea to create an app. So here in the iLab, we supported them and, you know, taught him how to give him some mentorship in creating a database and doing some graphic design and how to to get the information into his app. And then Christopher and his team went out and um, they went even they boots on the ground. They went to stores. They saw who was selling this organic food. That's what the app, their app was called Pure Plate. And they're, they were sharing where the organic food sources were in the neighborhood and where any fresh f- food sources were in the neighborhood. Now, Christopher had a really um, heavy story. Like um, um, Mr. Matsudo, when you asked him um, what, what his parents did, it was, um, it was a really uh, heart-stopping moment that, you know, Mom, you know, it, it works in the um, hospitality industry. Um, dad, uh, maybe she's, uh, mom, mom cleans uh, uh, rooms. And yeah. Yeah. So, right. so, yeah. And, and dad's maybe a, d- d- doesn't ha- have a job right now. He's having some trouble, you know, being in, uh, with employment. Uh, this is a first gen family. And, you know, um, Christopher is a lost Einstein, right? And that's he, we, he came into the iLab and he created an app. So uh, Christopher is, you know, seeing that, you know, maybe he can take a different route than, you know, his parents who've worked very hard to, to sustain here in, in the community. Yeah, these, these are really impactful stories. Uh, Raquel, just coming back to you and this work with Empower. Now, uh, a lot of teachers are, are trained in this empty lot uh, project. Could you uh, share a little bit about that and how that training is helping teachers uh, get more students involved in making the world a better place? Sure. Yeah. So another one of the capstone um, projects that uh, Empowered has is the vacant lot project. Um, And essentially what it is, is um, first framing kids mindsets, getting them into the mindset to not just see problems, but to see opportunities and the potential. Um, And I think that definitely connects back to the Roger Teddy article. It's about um, capitalizing on students' potentials, um, not uh, focusing on um, the negative, but what 
what could possibly happen. So it's the same thing with the vacant lot. Um, and so a vacant lot is really just any empty space. It doesn't have to be, you know, out in the city. It could be an empty space or an underutilized space on campus that kids want to um, change and reform and make it their own. Um, so students bring their ideas forward of what to do with that space. And it really is um, a community effort to make that space better. So our students do talk about, um, you know, when as they walk to and from school, they see different things, they experience different people, um, especially in these areas where we have high motel, um, right here on Beach Boulevard, we have a lot of motels. Um, so kids see a lot, a lot of things happening on their walks to and from school. And so this is our opportunity to not see it as a negative, but to see the potential, what could be in that space to better the community. So the kids do talk through, um, is it possible to put um, a shelter in this area? Is it possible to open a restaurant? And then that goes into some of like um, Karen's field with like economics and okay, we need to look into the economics of that. Is it feasible? And it goes into our government classes as well. Is it zoned for what you want um, in that space? And I think it really is an opportunity for students to not just see the negatives, but to see the potential. And so uh, I also teach um, one course with our virtual academy, Cambridge Virtual Academy. And so at, at, at CVA, I partnered with our English teacher. And so they read a novel um, and the novel talks about how different people look at a vacant lot in the community. So that's helping to set the, the student's mindset. So in English, they're reading that novel. And then for history, we're looking at the, um, we're doing a demographic analysis. Who's living in our demographic area? Who's living in our zip codes? What is the poverty level? What's the educational level? What are the age, age ranges? Um, because kids, a lot of the times they want to put in a park great. And then when we do demographic work, they're like, oh, most of the people living here are over 60. Okay. A park not be, might not be the best in that area, right? So we talk through those ideas. And it's, uh, again, it's just exposure for kids so that they understand how our government works. And I think it's really important to give them a voice now. They don't have to wait until they are 18 legal voting age. They can start making a difference now. Um, and that's that goes back to our um, being a democracy school and putting putting power and and empowering them, um, not just with empowered curriculum, but really giving them a voice and showing them that they can use it starting now. Well, Raquel, as usual, you are very amazing at tying all the loose ends. So uh, we are out of time, and I want to thank you, three amazing teachers, and I look forward to uh, our visit with our guest from. Uh, all over the state of California. So thank you very much.